The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Hello and welcome everybody to the inaugural Marco Rugby Roundup podcast where we find out who the fanatics are in the top of the south when it comes to all things rugby. My name is Chris Butler and my partner in crime, Mr Rugby himself, Mr Les Edwards. Welcome. Yeah, thank you Chris. I'm absolutely delighted to be co-hosting the show with you, talking all things rugby uh, throughout the remainder of the, the, the season. Uh, so much to talk about, so many things coming up, and we'll have some great interviews during the course of uh, the next few weeks. Looking forward to it. Yes, and lucky for everybody, this is going to be a weekly podcast, so they're going to be hearing a lot from us, Les. <laughs> so we, we'll have to keep it entertaining. Look, uh, we're going to be talking today, First 15 Rugby. We've got Senior Club Rugby with uh, the MB, uh, sorry, the MBS Women's Tasman Trophy, also the Stuffed Tasman Trophy. Uh, we've got Super Rugby, the Silver Lake deal. That's going to be interesting to talk about. And also the Tasman Marco season coming up. But first of all, Nelson College are in action and there's a, a derby. So this Saturday, 11am, Nelson College are playing Wymere Combined Colleges at the Nelson uh, College front field. So this is a, a really interesting game. Nelson College... Fourth spot on the table with a game in hand playing Wymere combined who have had a win this season so but struggling a little. Uh, so Nelson College will be looking to win this derby uh, to back up the win they had over Marlborough Boys College in the last round. So they, right. they played uh, in Blenheim, uh, Marlborough Boys. They won that game 2016, Chris, uh, to win the Whangamaa Trophy. Uh, so they'll be looking to add uh, Wymere combined to their uh, to their scalps. Uh, they've played four games, won three. Uh, so they're travelling really well in what would you call in their development year. So right, in, right, co- right. In, in college rugby, uh, basically you have a year where you're developing a team with the aim of getting that side experienced enough to have a real crack at the title in the second year. So last year, of course, Nelson College won the title. Uh, it's a development year for them. So they're, uh, they're in good stead, you know, fourth place on the table. Uh, looking forward to them playing on the, what you could call the infamous Nelson College front field. Yes, the infamous top field, Les, and uh, many of us have been on there and we've experienced the mud bath uh, in the middle of the winter and uh, got an email the other day uh, regarding the fact that they want to uh, improve the, the standard of the front field and you can actually buy a square. Yes, yeah, so this is being led by the College Old Boys Association. Chris Harvey is the president of, of that group and what they do want to do is redrain the field relay it with really good drainage so never again will our uh, rugby players and and our other sports people at Nelson College have to play on what has been a bog at times during winter so yeah the the buyer square is very affordable it's twenty dollars for a for a square Um, and yeah it's available through the Nelson College Rugby Facebook page and also the Nelson College Facebook page really easy to access but like you 
Uh, I've, I've bought a couple of squares because I just think it's fantastic. Yeah. But they've decided to help themselves to get this done. Yeah, that's fantastic. And uh, maybe gone are the days where we actually can see uh, which team is which because at times <laughs> basically they're just covered in head to toe but uh, that's what it's all about uh, MBS Women's Tasman Trophy and how's this all going? Looks like Maris doing pretty well. Yeah well the best team in the comp currently at the top of the table are the Wyomere women um, right. from Wyomere Old Boys Club and they're hosting Marist in a top of the table game at Tahuna Nui Fields today at uh, 1.15pm so that would be well worth getting along to uh, these ladies of course are all vying to uh, be selected for the upcoming Farah Palmer Cup mm. season uh, where they'll represent the Tasman Mako so uh, yeah everyone's putting their, their hands up so that uh, Coach Mel Bosman and Assistant Coach Billy Guyton can see how good they are with a view to being selected. Yeah it's a big year for women's rugby with the World Cup coming up and yeah, the Black Ferns have uh, got a big challenge ahead of them. Yeah, so the Black Ferns have travelled well in their first test, beating the Wallaroos from Australia. So I was proud of, proud for them to do that in the wet up in uh, up in Topo. Um, but uh, yeah, for us as a union, having our Marco woman continually improve is what we're looking for. And these young ladies have really put in a lot of hard work, Chris, getting uh, bigger, stronger, faster. Um, and some of the rugby has been quite entertaining. So uh, get out to Tahuna Nui, 1.15pm, and have a look at them run around. Stuff Tasman Trophy, round six, and uh, Kaurangi and Marist would be the pick of the bunch there. Yeah, this is a very good game. Uh, if you live out Sports Park, Mochawake away, get there. Uh, number four team, Kaurangi hosting Marist number six in the, on the table. Now, that's an unusual spot for Marist to be in. Normally they're in the you know the top one, two, three, uh, but they've had a couple of games postponed. Um, so they, they, they'll they be looking to get their season back on track with a view to trying to make the top four. Currently the top four is made up of Stoke in first position, a couple of Marlborough clubs uh, in, in that top four also, Renwick and Central and Kaharangi at four spots. So yeah, for the Maris team to defend their stuffed Tasman Trophy title, mm-hmm. they need to get on a roll, and Kaharangi will be doing everything they can to stop them. So is there much to go before we get into semis? Is yeah, there's about rounds? three more rounds to go, right. and then, then semi-finals and finals, and obviously, like the women, every player playing for their club is mm-hmm. trying to uh, impress the selectors with a view to making the uh, National Provincial Championship team. A couple of observations is the comeback of Stoke. Uh, I, I remember was it Bill Liddell that um, was coaching, and he he won the um, competition back then. Um, and uh, but then probably a few hard years, but it looks as though they're back on top. Yeah, they've got two very good teams actually. Both their Division One and Division Two have been uh, more successful of late. Uh, their Division Two team, a championship team. Uh, it's great to see Stoke back on top because they're getting fantastic crowds out at Green Meadows. You know, you go out there and people are coming out in their droves to watch this team run around, and, and it's a good team. You know, it's not a, a team of stars, it's just a well coached, well connected 15 players, 23 players getting out there every Saturday doing their best for uh, their community. And the Marlborough signs always seem to be batting well, don't they? They're normally in the mix in the top four somewhere. Yeah, actually, 
there's always one good team from Marlborough mm. who's vying for top four. This year we've got two of them. Yes. Uh, and I think that's fantastic. Renwick and Central, very strong. Uh, but, you know, again, it's a rugby season that gets interrupted by COVID. Uh, you know, you get postponements, it gets a bit niggly. Um, but look, I'm really looking forward to semi-final time. It'll be uh, it'll be wonderful. So we'll keep an eye on that progress and we'll keep reporting to you. But match of the day, as far as I'm concerned, Sportsbuck Mochuaga at 3pm, Kaharangi versus Marist. And it's my great pleasure to welcome the new commercial and marketing manager for the Tasman Marco, Tasman Rugby Union, I should say, Les. It's, uh, hello to Nick Worthington. Hello, Nick. Hey guys, how are we? Very well, very well. Now, uh, tough shoes to fill, would you say, Nick, or just easier? Or is there a big mess to clean up? Because, as we all know, Les Edwards is, uh, uh, was the commercial and marketing manager for the Tasman Rugby Union for quite a while. And, Nick, you've come in to tidy things up, is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's basically my role, Chris. Uh, come in and, you know, clean the mess that he's created over, over 11 or 12 years. <laughs> Uh, tell us about your uh, a bit about your background, Nick. Um, How did you find out about uh, the Marco position, and what did you know of the Marco? Uh, so, yeah, a bit of background. Marco position was presented to me after a, uh, a failed attempt at a at a similar position in another union. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess a bit of fortune there, and um, you know, obviously, really excited to get into the role and, and get my get going. And what did I know about the Marco? Uh, before coming down, obviously knew it was a uh, a new union um, in the mid two thousands. There, a, a bit of an amalgamation um, between Nelson and Marlborough. And hey, all, all I can say is, is from an outsider's point of view, is, is it looks like a great union, or it looked like a great union. You know, obviously great success on the field. Um, you heard about the great success off it, and uh, yeah, just uh, really back that up, getting in here and, and seeing that it is a it's a fantastic place. So, Nick, you've come to us from uh, Counties Monaco. Uh, yep. I understand you're a Karaka Rugby Club old boy and yep. uh, still playing for them in the under 85 kgs. So, uh, yep. yeah, so your take on uh, Counties Monaco Rugby and the Steelers? Oh, born and bred Steeler fan. Um, you know, you can never look past them. Apparently, it's going to get beaten out of me down here. But, uh, you know, we'll see how long I can resist. Well, it's your uh, allegiance to the Chiefs that gets beaten out of you very quickly <laughs> this way. Um, but yeah, no, I grew up uh, grew up in the Karaka region, and uh, you know, I've been I've been there since I was a two year old. Played there since I was four. Um, played right through the grades before I went to school, and, and returned um, after a stint at a bit of league. And yeah, playing in the in the under eighty fives. Uh, competition up there and the team's still in the national comp, the mighty Karaka Razzlers. Uh, you know, personal opinion, best team in the in the nation. <laughs> yes, um, uh, yet, yet to win a that. comp though, Nick, so you get that done and you can make that claim. Yeah, um, exactly. If we win the national comp, you know, suddenly we can make that claim. So, uh, But I'm interested yeah. in under 85 kg rugby because it's not played here in the Tasman region and, and mm-hmm. I think there must be a, uh, a big opportunity for players of, uh, of the lighter weight and build uh, to have a crack, and, and you could well be the poster boy to get it underway here next year. Well, geez, I thought I could introduce you as the, as the poster boy, you know. Well, I'd, I'd, have to, I'd have to drop 5kg. Well, I was going to say, aren't we talking about <laughs> under 85kg? <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> and and, and no, under 85 years of age, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you tick both, don't you, Liz? <laughs> Just. <laughs> Just. No, it is, a, um, it is a great grade. I think it's... Uh, I've definitely seen the uh, evolution, if you will, of the grade. I, I, I had a lot of friends that I grew up playing with playing it early on when it was still quite a new grade and within the country and um and yeah it's just grown from strength to strength i think that there's a great opportunity in regions like you know the tasman uh region and to have a team i know that the there's a team from taranaki that made the final last year and similar in otago that is kind of a a bit of a, a melting pot of various teams and various players from various clubs yeah um and it's yeah it's a great it's a great uh great grade for that and it's also a great grade as you say for for younger um and and lighter boys to to kind of step up and you know we're seeing it up up north as a a bit of a stepping stone you know for guys fresh out of school that might not be of uh you know senior 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 men's football uh, size or capability just yet and um yeah it's definitely a growth grade and uh looking forward to what happens with it yeah, so we see a lot of drop-off, you know, at the age of about 15 onwards, and even if kids play college rugby to the age of 18, uh, they find that that step from uh, from what they've played to Premier Rugby, just a step too far. So, you know, you could either play Division 2 with a, with a bunch of um, guys, there's no weight limit to that also. So a, a grade of under 85s would be fabulous. But even if it wasn't uh, a comp in Tasman, getting amalgamated side, Chris, from all around our region, getting into this national competition, I think could really spark some interest. Yeah, fa- sounds like a fantastic idea. And it's all always been about a, a game of inclusion, all sizes and shapes. And so anything we can encourage to, to get people involved. I mean, being active, it's about keeping out of trouble and keeping healthy, isn't it? Yes, and uh, this 85 kg means that, you know, the, the, the skinny skinny kid can have a run and yeah. uh, without fear of being, uh, you know, bashed. And yeah. I think that's great. You know, if, you, if you're big and strong, go and play premiers, but otherwise have a good run around in 85. And I understand, Nick, there's a real social aspect to it also. Yeah, big social aspect. A lot of the, a lot of the guys... Um, you know, may have, yeah, as you say, have gone to school together or have been around a club for a long time. It's it's definitely a a, a social grade. There's there's always a few antics going on. Um, you know, I've been part of a few teams, and uh, you know, similar to I guess professional organisations, there's always a theme. You know, and and that theme builds. I know a lot of a lot of teams like to go to an op shop and buy a buy a Peaky Binders, Blinders cap and, a, and an old suit or something and, and get on the Rantan on the bus trip home from a, you know, a five-minute drive down the road. So, um, you know, well, it's, think, a, it's a great I, social... Yeah, social I think rant. anything that will get people back into club rooms is always good value. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, look, I'll, I'll be happy to keep working with you, uh, Nick, on, on how we might get a team into that comp next year. Uh, just as a you know, as a rugby fan, I'd love to see more more young people stay in the game, and this looks like a really good option for us. Um, Nick, mm. you must be excited, you know, big shoes to fill. Um, <laughs> both Chris and I wish you all the very, very best. Uh, what what's uh, what's the one thing that you're looking forward to the most with the Marco season? Uh, I think I think uh, you know, got a few exciting things on the on the calendar coming up and just getting my teeth stuck into to everything Marco basically oh, um, 
Mate, yeah, you're a good man. I've, I've only known you a week, but you've already uh, you've already made friends within our organisation, and uh, I'm sure you're going to do very well. Uh, we wish you the very best in your new role, and I look forward to supporting you for the remainder of the year uh, as your number two. Yeah, thank you very much, Liz. I, I look forward to learning off you. Thank you very much, much Nick. We really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. That's. Uh, Cheers, that's Nick Worthington, who's the new commercial and marketing manager at the Tasmanaco. Sounds like a good man. Yeah, he is yeah. a good, he's a young man. He's uh, He turns 28 in February, so he's going to play Premier Rugby next year. Wow. Um, but, uh, you know, he's he's under 85 kg, so he's the good. He's a good guy yeah. to actually try and pull the team together. I watch uh, a lot of club rugby, as you know. I go to a game every weekend, and there are some really talented young men who fit this wait for age style you know just one name that springs to mind is Nico Barton the fullback at uh, Marist he's he's not a big man but he's talented and it's the perfect competition for him you know to perhaps have a shot at a national title so why not he and his mates yeah yeah sounds sounds uh, sounds very uh, encouraging super rugby it's the semi-finals Les we're here um, at last, and uh, all the waiting is over. Crusaders taking on, well, you'd have to say a resurgent Chiefs. Yeah, the, the Chiefs side have been very good this year. They they started out with a hiss and a roar. They had a bit of a flat patch in the middle, but they're, uh, they're back into their winning ways. You know, we've got a Tasman Marco player in there called Alex Nangerville. Yes. Uh, but of course, they're taking on our local team, the Crusaders, tonight at Addington, 705 on Sky, uh, and the Crusaders is our team. We've got uh, half a dozen Marco players in that. So, you know, my heart lies with the Crusaders. Um, I think it's going to be a fabulous game, though. They, the battle will be... It'll go 80. This is one of those games. At semi-final rugby, you know, you just got to stick in and, and last man standing will win the game. Well, you'd have to say the Crusaders and the Chiefs have been a bit indifferent. I mean, it's not the Crusaders of last season. No. Uh, well, in fact, even last season they had the odd tip-up, but they came through. Um, and Chiefs have been indifferent. So it's going to be a very interesting match, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, the Crusaders have been tipped over three times, as you say, this year, which is highly unusual. Um, and, and the Chiefs, uh, like I say, though, the Chiefs have come back from a, from a lull. Mm. This is a great matchup, and and I'm excited to be getting in front of my TV at 7:05 tonight and watching it. Blues versus Brumbies. That's tomorrow night, and uh, the Brumbies. Well, they did the business uh, against the Hurricanes, didn't they? Yeah. I, I thought the Hurricanes actually had a good start, but uh, just shows the quality of the side, and great to see for Australian rugby. But the Blues, uh, they haven't lost yet, so it's going to be an interesting matchup. Yeah, I think that the Blues are just clearly the form team. Um, Somehow Leon McDonald has, over his three years in charge of them, he's just changed the mindset and uh, he's uh, he, he's got them really performing as a team with structure but pace and, and flair as well. So, you know, we've got our little red-headed halfback, Finley yeah. Christie, in that side, uh, getting good quality ball and quick ball to Bodie Barrett. Uh, it's a team that should be capable of tipping up uh, the Brumbies. But as you say, the Brumbies are a really good side, especially in Canberra. 
they've had to travel to Auckland. I would say that the Blues will win this. I think both these games, Chris, are going to be close, uh, you know, 12 and under for both of them. That's my prediction anyway. Could be a Chiefs-Brumbies final after it, all it, of this. It could be. <laughs> I'm predicting it won't be. I'm, I'm thinking it will be the Blues hosting the Crusaders. But, yeah, anything could happen. How about that? How about yeah. that? Uh, How about the, that? Yeah, it'd probably be worth, uh, but not worth promoting gambling, but it'd be worth a punt on that one, I reckon. <laughs> well, 10 bucks is in gambling, is it? Put, t- put a tenner on it, Chris. For me. Yeah. I'm not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> the Silver Lake deal. So... Um, finally, uh, what is it, 80% or 90% of the clubs? I think there was only one club that didn't vote for it. Yeah, so actually, there were 100 votes, Ah. right, or 99 votes, and only one vote went against. But all 26 unions voted for it. Yes. But Auckland, we think it is, um, put in one of their seven votes as a no just to... Keep, keep them honest. Keep, keep them honest <laughs> or be Aucklanders, you know, one of the two. Uh, so the vote was uh, 98 to 1, uh, which is overwhelming. Uh, our own CEO, Lyndon Bray, worked really hard on this to get it across the line. As you know, um, they all voted 100% for it about a year ago. Then New Zealand Rugby Players Association got involved, became a stumbling block. And uh, then, you know, the unions needed a lot of discussion and and, and Lyndon Bray, to his credit, did a lot of hard work. I was so thrilled for him when he came home with the deal. It means a lot, it, uh, you know, to every union. So, for example, at Tasman, we're going to be uh, have a million dollars to get into the, uh, into the union, um, which can help with cash reserves, which are important. Mm-hmm. To have reserves is important. But also, you know, some big projects that can get developed. Women's rugby, age-grade rugby... Marlborough Rugby, all these things need a bit of attention, so that allows us to do that. We've always been profitable, or we've always had some cash reserves for some other unions, Chris. This means filling a hole, yeah, you know, and, and means that they're no longer in debt. So that yeah. million dollars per club, the 14 provincial unions get a million, the Heartland clubs get uh, 500,000, which is good money. Um, another really neat thing is 7.5 million has been allocated for distribution to all clubs throughout New Zealand. So there'll be a process uh, of division. But if you do roughly the numbers, it's, it's going to look like something like around 20,000, 25,000 per club, which will help many of them with yeah, right. upgrading facilities or clearing debt, whatever. And last but not least, there's a legacy fund of $60 million. Um, You know, the whole idea is to, to um, let that grow and uh, let the interest pay for other other key programs. So, so you know, thinking so, long term. So that sixty million dollars, uh, if you call it a legacy fund, it's really a foundation for the future. Is that right? Yeah, and, it, it is a future fund, absolutely. Right. And um, you know that can build. The other piece to the whole puzzle is Silver Lake themselves, a, a, a very very smart global technology company. Uh, who can do things with the All Blacks brand that you and I wouldn't have thought of yet and which certainly New Zealand rugby don't have the capability to do. But there's a whole new world out there with Mm. technology. And it could end up where they, New Zealand rugby, will end up owning its own television rights, you know, because you could use technology to live stream All Black tests into people's homes without going through a third party. Those so, sort so of are you saying that this podcast could be coming from Twickenham or 
But Nelson, we'll let yeah. Silver Lake distribute it globally. Yeah, oh, fantastic. <laughs> we like the sound of that. Okay. Um, well, look, the, yeah, the, obviously a fantastic deal. Um, uh, I guess a lot of fear to where things may be going, but um, it's obvious. And when we look at what happened with the Black Ferns on their tour and the French and English side, who look very strong, very powerful, very professional, um, you know, we have to invest if we want to keep our players because players will hop on a plane for their family and if they're going to be uh, getting a good earning, uh, they're going to be going overseas. And we've been able to retain the majority, but I think the rest of the world is catching up, up to us pretty quick. Mm. And if we don't do something, uh, then we're going to be left behind. So, um, you know, it, it sounds like a very positive deal to me. To me, it's very positive. I've, I've always been in favour of it. I don't see any downside. Uh, oh, another piece to the puzzle is they are going to have a, a New Zealand Institutions IPO. So uh, New Zealanders will be able to also buy in. Oh. But the guarantee is that if not enough New Zealand institutions subscribe, then Silver Lake will pick up the, the rest. So this Silver Lake organisation uh, are here long term, well, at least while you know they can turn it around and, and create money out of the All Black brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very positive. Sounds good. Tasman Marco, it's not too far away. Um uh, what are we now, June? So the first home game is in September, but uh, the competition starts in August. Yeah, yeah. Right? so we've got two games over in Blenheim. We're going to play uh, August 7. We're going to play uh, Southland, and that's on a Sunday. And then a couple of weeks later, we're back over there to play Canterbury on a Friday night at 5.35pm. So that's uh, quite a decent time, you know, for Nelsonians. If you took the Arvo off, you'd be able to get over there, watch the game and get back to Nelson uh you know, in, in reasonable time. Mm. So two games in Blenheim and then three games in Nelson. And, and uh, they've, re- they've introduced quarterfinals into the into the MPC this year. And to do that, they had to create a storm week. That is where every union has to uh, play on a Wednesday night for one round. So we're, uh, we've drawn uh, the short straw. We're going to host a, a Wednesday night. Next year we don't have to, but... We're going to play uh, Wellington on Wednesday, the 7th of September, 7.05. Right. Um, which is, you know, an important and good team coming to town. Yes. Uh, and we're defending the Cook Strait Cup. And then and then the fo- on the weekend, on the Sunday, we're hosting Taranaki. So, you know, two games in, in uh, four days. Tough for the players, but they don't get to train. They'll stay off their feet. But great for the crowd. Yes, you know, absolutely. Uh, two very good teams, Wellington and Taranaki. Uh, and then a couple of weeks later, September 24, we're hosting Nelson. Uh, sorry, we're hosting Northland mm. at 2:05 p.m. And that'll, you know, we're very so close to daylight saving. It'll be warmer, and we'll turn that into a great family day. Do you so, know? Do you know when uh, a, a tickets and season tickets oh, available? Yeah, they already are. They so, already are. Yep, great. yep. So if you go to marco.nz, our website www.marco.nz, uh, and go to buy uh, 2022 draws. The ticketing links are there. Um, so, yeah, but you know what it's like. We, we will wait as fans until uh, we get closer to the time, yes. uh, <laughs> look at the weather and decide how we're going to watch it. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a feeling, Chris, that people are really excited that they'll be able to get out and support 
well, if local you see, events again. Well, if you see some of the crowds overseas, um, you know, people are certainly getting back into their sport. And when you've been cooped up for a long time, yeah, people uh, want to go to those things. Um, even going to the movies. The movies are quite popular at the moment. And we're so, seeing it with club rugby. Great. The crowds at club rugby are really good. Um, so, yeah, I think people are going to love being able to get to a park, uh, whether it be Trafalgar or Lansdowne, and watch this very, very good team run around. This team's so good, it's eight seasons now since they've been out. Well, they haven't been out of the playoffs. Yes, right, yes, You know, yes. they've been a top three team for eight years, and that's on the back of winning the championship back in 2013. So it's it's a remarkable journey that the Marco have done in the national provincial. Well, you when when you think back that we were struggling to win, you know, a second <laughs> division, Funnily. you know, under Nelson Bays, yeah. uh, and so we're the clubs. I mean, you would never have guessed this, would yeah. would you? But it just goes to show that, in actual fact, uh, within the hills, um, there's a lot of talent, and oh. from an organisational structure, uh, it's really uh, gone, uh, you know, above its weight. And and thanks in large part to you, Les. I mean, you've been there. A while um, and and took it to another level, and then good old Nick, he's going to come in and and you know he'll bring some youth and exuberance oh, to that absolutely. role as well. Um, so and that's what you want. You want to be creating legacies and just building um, on the philosophy of hard work, uh, which is what it's all about. Yeah, I think that uh, what I'll look back on the most is just the the increased brand power, if you like, of the Marco and yeah. the fins up. Yes. I mean, people are embracing. The, the Marco and, and Fins Up and our players every time they uh, score a try in Super Rugby they're, they're delighted to acknowledge where they come from uh, with the Fins Up mm. um, yeah so it, it's been 12 seasons this will be my 12th season it's been a pleasure um, and I'm looking forward to helping Nick you know take it to the next level because you've got to have ambition to always improve. So, Well, they won't get rid of you, Les, because we're going to be hearing you on a weekly <laughs> podcast. Your voice will be through the airwaves and, uh, and of course, on to uh, bigger and brighter things. So uh, that's it for the inaugural Marco Rugby Roundup. And uh, my thanks to Nick Worthington for his time. Uh, congratulations to him and all the best. And, of course, uh, to you, Les. Welcome aboard, mate, and uh, let's see where this bus goes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, Chris. Fins up. Uh, fins up. Uh, you can hear the podcast on talknelson.co.nz or on the Facebook page. You can also hear it on Fresh FM. And we'll uh, speak to you again next week on Marco Rugby Roundup. Have a great weekend. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.